Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Paul, your order's ready. Your picture's <laughs> in the back wall. Room. Your, your, well, your phone triggered a sensor and they got the fresh alert. Well, you get the app, you shit. order ahead. Yeah. It's Mattingly. Better fresh, fresh that shit up. Up the game. Up fresh the game. Freshen up. It's a freshen app. It's because yeah. I'm a it's cause I'm a star on the strip again. People go, oh, yes, sir. You want to ensure good McDonald's fries? Order them well done. Oh, I'll bet. You order them well done. You get them nice and crispy. You get them hot and fresh. Because like magma. Because where's my wife? <laughs> but that's right. That's what you want, though. <laughs> Because otherwise, you're going to get the soft limps or I, the olds. And nobody likes That way limps. it guarantees against both. Oh, I like the limps. I guess you one person You can have my limps. share of limps. Yeah. Uh, got no that's interest what in your she limps. said. Yeah, Matt. So did, what, the other one fell that? out? Here, here's just a sampling of the cast for this thing. It's ridiculous. Uh, sampling. You've got Selma Blair as Chris Jenner. You've got uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson. Sure. Bruce Greenwood is Gil Garcetti. American Crime Story. Nathan Lane is F. Lee Bailey. Uh, <laughs> Wait, Nathan Lane is F. Lee Bailey? Is that what you yeah. just said? David Schwimmer is Robert Kardashian. John Travolta Whoa. is Robert Shapiro. And keep in mind, this is not uh, a Zucker movie. Shapiro. Wow. Courtney B. Not Vance Johnny is Johnny Cochran. Sorry, I, I, I switched those two up. Excuse me. I was like, how, could Tarant- how could Travolta play Cochran? Well, hey, you know, Idris Elba and Michael B. Jordan, they've <laughs> opened up the whole there you go. race blind cast. Well, I'm going to do. I mean, the list goes on and on. But I'm going to do the, the porn version impressive. called The Juice is Loose. <laughs> Don't you already do that Starring five nights a week, Paul? Johnny Cochran. Johnny Cockring. Yeah. You know there's a porn star with that name. There's got to be. There should be. Yeah. I, I once drew a porn star named Janet Jackman. I uh, Janet Jackman. Yeah, but what was her name? Yeah. Oh. I'm going to the uh, porn show this week. In a professional really? capacity? Yep. Well, DePaul, so or are you just, a, are you just hanging so out? so much as a friend has gotten me oh. professional credentials so I can go. Oh, okay. so you're, you're not going to tout the show. Professional no, porn credentials? Show. Come on. Yep. He's got his own booth. The Paul Show. The yep. Paul Show. Are you going to promote uh, Fifty Shades? Well, since nope. he had that ball slip, no. he he's just going to go, gonna go have a time. <laughs> I'm just going to go. <laughs> sure. I'm going to take Ryer, our intern, and hang we're out get with some pictures. There you go. Hang out with the real dolls. Oh man, yep. I've and been to that show in years. It's been a long time for me too. While, I'm interested yeah. to see how it goes. It's ridiculously expensive now. Is I want to say it's something like ninety dollars a day. Ugh. Just hold, for the... hold that thought. Okay. Oh. Welcome to Geek Shock number three twenty. I am Master Torgo. Yeah, we're here for. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Back Jack Dandy. Maple Leaf Matt. And we're here to talk Weekend Geek, but please go on about the daily $90 to go watch the porn people. All right, so Adult Expo in Vegas It'll is this week. It's going to be like San Diego Comic-Con eventually. And <laughs> let's see. I'm With just, just as many attendees. Yes. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, it is, it's something like $90 a person Well, then I'll accept day. your answer of 90 per day. I don't think I need more. No. Information. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Price-wise. I, I was just looking to see, to verify, but if yeah. If they're still giving swag. And that's, and that's only for like five or six hours, well, bear that in mind. Mm. What kind of swag? Like dildo in a bag? and like. Well, uh, they, in the past, they've movies. given away sampler DVDs, yeah. that sort of thing. I don't think they do that as much anymore since it's all online. I think the most you get is like an autographed 8x10. And that's about it. By then what? I guess we'll you see. get your picture. <laughs> and you can get your picture taken with. That'll ladies. get you gaping. Whoa. 
But it's been quite a few years since I went. And those lines to get those uh, autographs, long lines. So you'll be spending your time waiting. No, I won't. Not you. Love you long line. I know much better. better. I know better. Guys, how you doing? Good. Good Good to see you. Everybody once again, except for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? What happened? Let's uh, let's do some emails first. Oh, yeah. Always, Always a good thing to kick off. Although I got to prep a little something there. Here, kill time. Kill what? time. What? Uh, fan mail from um, some flounder. Um, wow. Yeah. Andy. Yes. What? Who were? Seriously? You don't have something to say right now? I, I have no babble in I, me I right now. I put him on the spot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Jesus. Fu- I'm full of stir fry. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> right. Are yeah. I'll ever... give you a topic. And my belly is wet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks for belly. Viewers out there, you want to. <laughs> it's a good visual. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. All right. Andy, right he's the you. Western Buddha. All right. First email. Hello, you great gentlemen. They're very, wow. very nice people out there. I may have to start accepting it gentlemen. That That's way. right. Your friend Serena here. Hi, Ooh. Serena. I was directed to check out your podcast from the Matt and Jacob show, ICS, a few months ago. And I'm glad I did. <laughs> 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 so endeth the Paul. <laughs> <laughs> the look on his face was priceless. I wish I'd had my camera ready. I've greatly enjoyed listening to all your geekness and wisdom. And if I ever find myself in Las Vegas and get a chance to meet any of you, I'm stealing your lunch money, you fucking super nerds. Yay. Right? <laughs> Maybe this is why you can only get Mumra to come hang out with you and not the glorious Skeletor. I'm just kidding. You're all wonderful, and I love the podcast. You all keep me well-informed on geek news and constantly laughing. A while ago, I shared with the Ice Cream Social my nerdy side by sending my cosplay photos, and I thought you all would enjoy them, too. I also shared a few of these photos, and my fan mail got read on their episodes 137, 175. A funny story from did you do? It made IC- go away. ICS 137. What the hell is wrong with you? This episode oh. was when ICS read my mail and saw my first set of photos sent in. Upon nice. discussing them, I remember this episode, Paul I made the, the comment when trying to identify my Halo Spartan costume of, that looks like, if I'm not mistaken, I can't, is that um some Commander Shepard stuff there or is that Halo? Funny he mentioned Commander Shepard because my very first costume I ever made was of Commander Shepard. I thought you all would find this very interesting moment, for it took me a few days to realize he guessed a costume that I made a few years ago. How bizarre. Also, due to my jock versus nerd questions he sent in and used on episode 175, some of my fellow Australian scoops have rallied some great references to this in their scoop mail and even gifts. And Paul, the songs sound only slightly similar. I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> uh, she sent us some pictures of her costumes. Uh, Commander Shepard from Mass Effect. The, the Nathan Fillion costume was amazing. Uh, Spartan uh, four two six three five eight. The multiplayer avatar from Halo Four. The great uh, Sayaman from Dragon Ball Z. Is that how you say that? I don't know. I don't watch that show. Yeah. The Inquisitor from Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, Saiyan. Saiyan. And the, the Inquisition. Uh, <laughs> what, how did you Let's say it? Say it again. again. I'm not saying it again. Female version of Majin Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. Vegeta. That's what I said. <laughs> Majin Vegeta. You're what? It's, it's itchy Vegeta. and needs, it needs some cream. <laughs> <laughs> My Vegeta needs some cream. <laughs> Loving the podcast. I hope you have a wonderful week, your friend Serena. P.S. I mm. love Skeletor impressions. Paul, step up your game on this, please. Yeah. Oh, and let Paul know that one of my costume plans for 2016 is Ray's pilot bodysuit from Neon Genesis Evangelion 
even though I need to get more into it. He just slammed his cup oh. down. <laughs> yeah, these these well, are these are really amazing. So long pictures. as we get pictures, that's all I care about. <laughs> Send me those photographs. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Find them, Beast Man. <laughs> Quickly, open the drawbridge. <laughs> there inside is an old copy of Neon Genesis Evangelion. It costs way more than Commander K is willing to pay. <laughs> yep. Open the drawbridge and release the Kraken. <clears throat> I always thought it was the jaw I'm bridge. I'm sorry, it's a jaw bridge. Jaw bridge. <laughs> Get it right, fur face. <laughs> <laughs> is that a dig on me or is that an actual character? No, that's what I call Beast Man. <laughs> I wouldn't dignify you with the word fur face. <laughs> I would call you boot scrapings. <laughs> wet belly. Boot scraping <laughs> wet belly. It, always, it still reminds me of that stupid oh. uh, Skeletor Feliz Navidad video from oh, Christmas. Nice. That's fun. <laughs> And there's a follow-up one, too, with, with He-Man singing, and it's ridiculous. Back to Snake Mountain. <laughs> really great costumes, though. Really well done. Yeah, very impressive. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now, well she's, she's on it. Yeah, she she's is. She's on it. Well, clearly, I just saw those pictures, and then she was carrying herself like Commander Shepard, so there you go. Uh, but no, her armor stuff looks great. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Serena, for sending that in. And please... Ray. Make sure you send in the red <laughs> costume. <laughs> Pictures, please. <laughs> hey, look, Matt, it's you. <laughs> oh, the Ray plug suit. Uh, this next email came in with the heading. So many statues. Oh, I feel about that 80s, Jeff. <laughs> the, uh, this heading said, uh, greetings or eat shit, your choice. Well, uh, Paul's eating shit right now. Greetings or eat shit. Yeah. My choice for Andy is. <laughs> no, no. We'll, we'll take the greetings. Then greetings by each shit. Yes. <laughs> Face palm. Before I put you in a locker and steal your lunch money, I would like to bring up <laughs> Just Cause 3. Just Cause 3 is a fantastic game. Unlike Master Bader Torgo, I have, beat, I have beat the game, <laughs> found the little hidden gems, and even rode a boat down a mountainside. The fact that you put down the side games and missions makes me a little sad. I find the fun in racing cars and boats. I also like hijacking vehicles and killing informants. So be careful next time you go off half-cocked, since we are going by size here. Think about those of us who like the game and find joy in tethering scooters to cows. Beyond that, you kids, except for Andy, he is old, makes... That makes me laugh. It's true. Keep up the okay work. Even though I am a scoop... I am not going to figgity-fuck anything. Yes, I know it would be easier to suck whatever, but we all know that is old and dusty, so no thank you. <laughs> That's what makes it easy. <laughs> what? What? The dust wow. acts as a lubricant. The dust <laughs> acts as a lubricant. What the what? fuck are you even saying? Well, you see, Paul, back in Andy's day, that was the lubricant. <laughs> he lubed this up for you. Powder, powder, His powder. foreskin is covered in cuneiform. <laughs> dust, dust acts as minis- minuscule ball bearings <laughs> and the ball bearings act as dust and I was oh. going to say he's already got the minuscule balls <laughs> yeah exactly 
Keep up Wait, the good work you know? oh, on yeah, the Paul Show, on. the Ball Show, the Stroke Show, and whatever name you guys call it in private. The Stroke Show. <laughs> croak the DJ. All right. Croak. Hey, croak. Wow. Boy, some, other, some William Faulkner threw down the gauntlet. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Croak, I appreciate your opinion. I appreciate that all things are opinion. However, yes, some people, however insane it might be, might enjoy putting, enjoying the little racing games and the open world games. Maybe you missed the part where I did enjoy the game and continue to enjoy the game. The part that I hate about it is the fact that upgrading your character relies on this little side question that is usually optional in other games. The mini-games? Yeah, the mini-games here, you have to do that. Otherwise, you don't get to have the extra grenades. That's what I have the problem with. And you might enjoy the racing. That's fine. Many of us don't. So enjoy it to your heart's content. And the rest of the game, you're right. Taking boats down mountains and attaching cows to whatever might explode. Brilliant. That's what the game is for. It's not for taking a boat on a nice timed cruise. He didn't seem to enjoy tethering soldiers to uh, exploding gas tanks that fly up in the air. That That was pretty funny. The physics in that game is where it shines and... mm, don't make me play things I'm not interested in playing. Optionally, sure. It's nice. It's there if I want it. But otherwise, forget it. You're, you're not forced to play any of these games. I'm not forced to play the game. <laughs> but if I want to advance my character, I have to do the mini games. Okay. In a, in a sense, on that game, you do have to play those mini games because if you don't rank up your character, you can't do some of those missions. You can't strengthen your weapons otherwise. You don't have access to certain abilities otherwise. So. Like glide suit and all that? You get the glide suit. I mean, you can play through the game without ever upgrading your character. But it's a lot more difficult. It's not so much a lot more difficult. It's not as much fun once you power up your character. That's what makes that game so much fun, being overpowered to do these really ridiculous physics things. Okay. Hmm. But you can't get your ultra-strong tether unless you do all the tether side mini-games. Okay. But aside from that, it is a great game, so... There you go, Croak. Ah, okay. It was put out last week. Uh, oh, asking, good God! Asking Shock Monkeys to write fanfic about oh, no. origins. We've got one from Steven. All right, here we go. It's called uh, Master Torgo Begins. Mm. <laughs> After he was born, he was thrown into a dumpster of used hypodermic needles, blinding him, and brought directly to an orphanage, where he was subsequently beaten daily from the ages of 2 to 12 for being blind. He was given the menial task of potato peeling. As a kid, his only reprieve from the beatings and peelings was sitting next to the TV set and listening to the news. Longing for a book to read or a horror story to watch, he listened intently for the week in Geek, though often it was full of news he didn't give a shit about. (laughs) At the age of 12, on his way home from school, a truck full of radiological waste veered off the road and struck young Master Todd. The waste didn't touch him, but the blunt force trauma brought the sense of vision back to him. Keeping this secret for six years, Master Todd lied in wait to come of age. When he did, he moved to Las Vegas after burning the orphanage down. 
He divulged into fictional worlds he longed for, his ability to deliver the news and control his emotions from years of beatings made him the great leader of the Geek Shock. He's not the host we deserve, but he's the one we need right now. Because he's our watchful protector, our warm-hearted leader, Master Torgo, Stephen. That's that's great. That's nice. great. But I thought it was wow. supposed to be, I thought it was supposed to be fiction. All right. Well, you know, some I people fanfic like was supposed to be about the 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 characters sucking dick, not <laughs> sucking the <laughs> characters' dick. I mean, Jesus. That's any, next. Chapter. Any more positive uh, stroking there? Hey, I appreciate it. Yes, it started yeah, with sure hypodermic needles. Who knew it was where it, right. it, it got work. scary there for a minute. <laughs> well, thank you, Stephen. Really wow, how kind. For baby Torgo. Mm. Like, yeah. My, my origin okay. made me cry. Yeah. Like, well, okay is a relative word. He got better. Real. He got relatively better. <laughs> he got to finally watch TV and read shit. Yeah. That's, oh, that's been my life ever since. It makes a difference, man. I can't sleep anymore without TV on. I swear to God. Oh, it's that's your conditioning. You've been trained, yeah. yeah, you've conditioned yourself. You're there. But I get it. But I have to some nights, and it sucks. You don't want to? I can't, because I have to. I can't turn the TV on because Ann wants to sleep. But tonight, tonight, tonight is doesn't a, want to sleep. She's <laughs> off tomorrow. She's off tomorrow, so it's a compromise this night. This is ah. the night, and we throw on a uh, we throw on an episode of Murder She Wrote, and I'm out like a light. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the original intent of Murder She Wrote? Right, so you're all right. I swear, it is stronger than tryptophan. <laughs> that shit is unbelievable, and what a crazy show now it's only like 20 years old maybe i guess it is closer to almost 30 years old yeah. it's wow. yeah. fucking crazy to watch that show now the shit that happens she would be in jail oh what? period really oh yeah I, i've not seen it i remember I've she leaves a trail it. of bodies watch some fucking murder she wrote <laughs> what's the stand everybody's in it everybody's in it talked about it uh, you know uh, I mean, like Cabot Cove, Maine, being the murder capital of the world. It's like, it's like, how 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 many people can die in one city, and it's and be all be solved by the same. And like, every other time, it's like, oh, this is my nephew, or this is my cousin, or this is my. She's related to fucking the whole state. <laughs> she must have been with like some twenty kid pig farm woman. <laughs> You call that Swamp Yankees. Yeah, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it's nuts. And the shit that they say to each other and the way they behave. Yeah, different just time. watch this. Yeah, different time is right. Just watch like this one. Bunker. So okay. what would be odder? Murder, She Wrote or Love Boat? Mm. Love Boat has the excuse of we're getting on a cruise ship. So we're shit's going to be weird. Okay. Yeah. Murder, She Wrote it's just fucking weird. Cesar Romero was in one the other day I was watching. Man, <laughs> murder she wrote. And and she figures shit out and then people don't kill her. They get all respectful. Oh, like, <laughs> like the people like you did it. Oh, you. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you got me, Miss Fletcher. Yeah, that's right. Give up. Okay. Like, what? No. <laughs> Dead. Woman is dead. Dead, 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 dead. <laughs> kind of like in that uh, SNL skit with the Cosby mysteries. <laughs> so oh, ma- you're very clever, Cosby. Perhaps too clever and pulls the gun on it. Maybe all of Murder, Never She happened. Wrote is one episode of Fantasy Island. Her fantasy. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. 
I think it's all an autistic kid's dream. Yep. She wants to be a she wants to be God a famous it, author <laughs> and uh, went there. and a murder solver. It's so dumb. Murder there's all, solver. And there's all kind of I want I want us it. to do a series with that title. Murder solver. Murder solver. Murder solver. <laughs> it's actually it's actually a season 0 of Enterprise. This all takes place on a holodeck. Voha Mysteries. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> murder solver. I just oh man I am yeah you find out the Klingon translation of murder solver and that's the official Klingon word for an investigator mm-hmm. what are you Voha I'm a murder solver <laughs> god I love that I just saw an article achieved the rank of murder solver last year yeah. I just got done with my cadets performance test <laughs> and I passed it now I am an official murder solver. Do you need the aid of a murder solver, citizen? Citizen of Quinlot, what has happened? Who are you going to call? Murder, murder solver! solver. <laughs> when someone has been murdered and no one knows who did the murdering, who do you call? Murder, murder solver! solver. <laughs> and there are many questions. Regarding someone's death, and it was likely foul play. Murder solver! <laughs> you didn't think you were going to call! We were poised. <laughs> oh, you just deflated the whole I did. song. Oh, Look at you. Yeah. It's Andy. Sand the in the gears. deflator. <laughs> Sand in the gears. <laughs> dust, dust, dust. Dust on the dick. Dust, dust on my dick. <laughs> All the is dust on the dick. And one last nice little email. I just wanted to write in because I have totally failed in the obelisk scheme and have become a quadruple scoop slash sock monkey. The Mamra episodes sealed the deal. Mm. We listened to some clips from the show as we were setting up to play tabletop slash dice RPG. I recognize that my husband, Jeff the Currently Living, had written you multiple times. Some of the topics you talked about, he and I talked about before he wrote in. Yes, I'm a girl. And I went through engineering school when it was 99% male, and I will never be offended by someone calling me a geek. I just wanted to thank you for entertaining me each week. Kells, Mrs. Jeff, currently living. Awesome. Uh, So, gentlemen. What? Yes. What'd you do this week? What geeky things you do? Well, I just gave Kirsten that book, Before the Awakening. Yep. Which is Greg Rucka's second Star Wars tome in the new canon. Uh, tells the prequel stories for Finn, Ray, and Poe. Ray and Poe, cool stories. Finn, not so cool. But I guess I really think it's because I don't like Finn. Um, yeah, but whatever. Now is that all Greg Rucka, or is there multiple? He wrote all authors? three. Okay. Yep. He wrote all, all Greg three. Rucka all the time. It is, and uh, the Poe one is a really cool. Like you could see it as like an episode of. Um, Serenity, Firefly, uh, and um, or actually, it felt it feels a little like Battlestar Galactica. Actually, it's good. And then confusing uh, as Bob Dylan in it. Ray's story could be its own little short film. It was. It's. It's good. It's a uh, pretty short. It's a short book. Oh yeah, and big font. Yeah, 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 oh. yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. Well, it's like more of a chap book then. Almost, sort of. It's an easy read, and it's right. but it's but it's good. It flows. Easy read. It goes fast. That's my name. I just I'm just so happy to finish a book. I haven't finished books in so long. 
but it was great. Um, yeah, get it. That's right. good. And the other thing I did, uh, they had the Showtime free weekend oh. through Hulu, and they had the Superman Lives What Happened documentary. Oh, is that out there? I man? didn't realize that was on Showtime this oh, I've weekend. I've been wanting to see that. I, holy I as well. fuck is it good. And holy fuck, do you want to see that movie now? <laughs> wow. Oh my God, you want to see that movie. And not like, I want to see the shitstorm. It's like, Tim Burton was going to make a really great Superman movie, and they fucked it. Oh my. Oh. Mm. It's really sad. And you, you want to bash uh, John, whatever his fucking name is, the producer, a giant uh, spider guy. Giant spider guy. You want to just smack Peters? his fucking f- John Peters. You just want to smack his stupid face. He's just like, shut up, asshat. He's a big part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh boy. But I mean, to be fair to him, he was pretty candid about most of the stuff. But what a jack and ape. Uh, oh, is he interviewed in this? Yes, extensively. Ooh, wow. Extensively. Everybody's interviewed. It's really, it's very comprehensive, very good. On Showtime, it was on Showtime. If you've got Showtime, it's on there. If you don't have Showtime, there are other ways of getting it. I probably rent it from Amazon. I imagine you could. It'll be on some other stuff soon. Man, I'm gonna buy that when I can eventually. It's that good. And I was talking a little bit about it today on Ice Cream Social. What's the you name just, of it again? Superman is not dead. It's Superman so. lives. What happened? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, I heard Superman it is, is not dead. It is like, quote the death of Superman lives. What happened? Ah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, the death of Superman lives. Sorry. Um, it's real. If you feel all the pain that you feel when you invest a lot of time and energy into a creative endeavor that doesn't go anywhere or that stalls out. And uh, you just see these, you get, for artistic types, you can really get some empathy. Uh, For those of you who have not dabbled in the arts, uh, you get to go, oh, oh, shit doesn't go right in their lives too. Just like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like not every drawing works out. Not every sketch comes through. It's not every statue, every suit that you make, every... It's just, it's heartrending, but it's wonderful. Mm. It's really, really good. It's really, really good. And Nick Cage coming out like a rose. You're like, he knew what he was getting into here. He was gonna, he was gonna do a really good job. Oh, wow. oh, and the, the pictures they have because all right, this is the one thing I'll talk about. Cause I don't want to spoil it, but you you remember when? Um, You'd see on the internet that picture of him in the suit, yes. and he looked like half asleep and all weird. Right, and just, all right, probably from a costume fitting. Well, it's a, it was exactly it was a costume fitting, poorly lit, and you can see there's people. They've got video of this costume fitting. He's mid blink when this picture gets taken. You can see it, but then if you look at the other pictures that were taken, it looks really cool, hmm. and and it just really, with a little more tweaking, it was going to be something special. Whether it would have been great or not, you know, we can never know. It could have ended up somewhere between Corpse Bride and Sleepy Hollow, 
but uh, I got a feeling it would be a little bit closer to Batman Returns because I think that's where Burton was at that point, really. Okay. Um, which, you know, it's still going to be weird, but it, it was going to be fucking weird. Don't get me wrong. It's Burton. It's going to be fucking weird, but the heart of the character, they were doing some interesting stuff. Again, I'm not a DC guy, but I liked what I saw. Nice. I liked what I yeah. saw. I'm so excited that's Oh, uh, you'll love it. It's great. Great documentary. I look forward to it showing up on Netflix six or seven years down the line. <laughs> yeah, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might not be that long. Yeah, you brought up books earlier. Uh, I finished a book today that I don't think I've ever been so split on. Hmm. Book that I at once really enjoyed and found fascinating and intriguing, and at the same time, almost quit multiple times while reading it. Uh, it's a book called Billy's Monsters by Vincent uh, Holland Keen. And what really got to me, and I realize it's a writing style thing that gets me. Uh, Kirsten and I talked about uh, Sanderson's work. Uh, Brandon Sanderson? Brian Sanderson? Brandon. Brandon. Um, he has a style of writing where he doesn't like to explain things where he introduces a concept without saying what that concept means. Mega super hyper show don't tell. Yes. And this book follows that same kind of thing where he would give a name of a monster and not describe it until like later down the line, if he described it at all. But when it was firing good, it was firing really good. It had such really interesting and creepy ideas in there. Uh, the idea that at one point, uh, one of the characters' eyeballs become sentient creatures, uh, pull themselves out of his sockets with the, uh, the uh, tendons being uh, legs, grow mouths, and start eating him from the, uh, from the inside of his eyes. Creepy, creepy idea. Why did that happen? Because monsters. He was looking for love in all the wrong places. But there were so many times. <laughs> looking for lunch in all the wrong places. <laughs> that, Talk about skull fucked. That monster yeah, is yeah. out of sight. Hey, oh. I see what you did there. There it is. There it is. Mm. But there were multiple times. A Eating multiple on my times. face like a cataract. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That was You will great. never get a chance to do that joke again. <laughs> <laughs> that until so I write until I write the Billy Joe Goes Blind right. song. <laughs> so many things had to fall into place to make that work. <laughs> I think it'd be a great first case for murder solver. <laughs> <laughs> well it'd be the Foha mystery still, wouldn't it? I think his eyes ate him. <laughs> Murder solved. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Stamp. Dude, every time you figure it out, you just do that rally cry. Murder solved, <laughs> Kenneth. <laughs> For the glory of the empire. I cry to Stovokor. Murder solved. Murder solved. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like murder solved. Oh, ooh, gawk. What? <laughs> Gok. Oh, oh God. I said, just, just Ooh, cock. Ooh, God. Cock. What the fuck? Where's your Ooh, cock. Yes, ooh, cock. Murder solved. Ooh, cock. Ooh, cock. I return to my gay lover. I'm a progressive murder solver who lives with his gay lover. 
It happens on Kronos. <laughs> Murder he bellowed. We can be gay. <laughs> we can be gay. And there's Neelix. I stayed totally still, knowing that the slightest move would send Voha into a fit of passion. Nothing would ever fuck you, troll shit. Your eyes would leave your sockets and leave forever. They would never even look back at you, you troll shit. Piece of fucking garbage. Oh, let give me two minutes. <laughs> See, I knew it. Hey, did I you like an Enterprise? Two huh? minutes and a rubber hose. With <laughs> I, I, See, I, I've seen him up, looking son. at me. I just Fuck know it. Fuck you up. I'd ruin you forever. Jeff's showing a picture for something for some reason. The oh. Voha mysteries. Uh, the translation is Voha. Chochu Kong. Chochu Kong. Hey, that Voha. Cho Chu Kong. That sounds mysterious? every bit as good as it. This is a Cho Chu Kong for Voha. What's murder solved? What's murder solved? It doesn't translate. So. Oh, uh, just do murder and solver. Solver. What? What the hell? I tried it. It both don't come up. Murder. Murder, and, murder doesn't come up in. in murder actually, does. I guess but that makes sense. Oh, okay, I was gonna say in Klingon, it maybe maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's never put, murder. Put it's, down it's murder cure. Try murder cure. Murder cure. <laughs> That makes all the sense. Murder Curie. She was one of my favorite no, physicists. While he's looking that up. Poor girl was irradiating herself. Didn't even know it. Muktovar <laughs> Vor. That's what it, Murder Cure says. Muktovar mm-hmm. Vor. There you go. Muktovar Vor. Muktovar Vor. We got it. We're good. It's an echo. A few times Don't while reading this book. Don't ever try that, Andy. Yes. <laughs> yes, Torgo. The book. Fall out. A few times while reading this book, I had to look to see if I was reading part two of something. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, I got so lost in the middle of it every now and then going, I don't know what's going on right now. You got Claremonted. Sure. Yeah. I got completely Claremonted. Yeah, yeah. But I was still compelled to finish it just because of how imaginative it is. So I've never been so torn on a book. Interesting. Hmm. Anybody else do anything, Disgeekus? I just... Watched uh, Star Wars again in 3D with uh, Duncan, so he's catching the original Star Wars. The the, the yeah, fourth one. <laughs> oh, oh. Awesome. I, I enjoyed it better. The second awesome time, when actually. that Star Destroyer is hanging over the audience. Yeah. Isn't it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually enjoyed it better the second time. I thought it was a lot of fun. I hear that a lot. Yeah. That people are enjoying it better. Number two. I have still only seen <laughs> it once. <laughs> number two. <laughs> well, Torgo, you shamelessly fed that line to Paul. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you see that? Uh, Saturday Night Live thing? Yes. Undercover Kylo Ren? Yes. I did, but I, that was I was hilarious. not impressed by no. it. No. I thought it was hilarious myself. It was okay, but it was weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was weirdly like... Have you ever watched the show? Oh, yes. Yeah. But it was... Okay, because to me, it felt oh. like every episode of Undercover Boss that my really dad this. Has, has watched. <laughs> sure, but it just... it just they're, they're so bizarre. I'm like sitting there going, there's, there's no way these kids don't know that their person that's brand new in their office is... I think it was a is, better idea is, on paper. I'll give you that. Anything what? else, gentlemen? I didn't do anything. Oh. No. There it is. Was, well, there was game that night. That was my week. Didn't do anything. There was game night. The game night. All we did was play code Played names. hours Nothing of but. code names. <laughs> oh, no, I showed up, ate a pizza, and left. Yeah, that that's is what, exactly that, what happened. That's why it was awesome. <laughs> a whole pizza. Yeah. He, he wow. showed up at the end, ate some pizza, and walked out the door. Yeah. Pretty we much. We couldn't yeah. have asked for more. Of course, that was after he, you know, his his wife was like, "Hey, asshole." Eat your pizza. 
<laughs> Eat your yeah. own pizza. She's she's yeah. very loving. Yeah, she is. <laughs> in a very it's a very Klingon relationship, really. It really is. Yeah. No, because I was on the phone. There's more to that story. Come on, you're leaving <laughs> details out. You're leaving details out. <laughs> yeah, on. we are. Every time. No editing here. It doesn't <laughs> matter if we leave details out. She beats Andy, you regularly. Shut up. <laughs> this is fucking right. <laughs> We watch her beat you. One detail a, I think we can safely omit is your ownership of testicles. <laughs> They're on the mantle. Murder Saul. Murder Saul. They're on the mantle. They're on the mantle. And you know, as they say, if you put a pair of testicles on the mantle in the first act, no, by the third act, they will shoot. News you don't give a shit about. Okay. It's short. Short? Short. We got one thing. Okay. Oh, good. One thing. And maybe someone will care, but I doubt it. All right. Fox. Oh, I care. Okay, good. Next. News or television? Uh, Fox Television. Okay. That's shit, too. Is developing a new series, Haunted, which teams. Hmm. Let's see if this sounds familiar. A f- female skeptic and a male believer as they investigate the <laughs> mysteries surrounding a haunted house. Why? Really? Wait, I, I don't, I don't get it. The what? ectoplasm files. Instead that of focus, episode of the X Files. <laughs> Instead of focusing on a, this is where it's different, right here. Focusing mm. on a case of the week, the entire season will uh, result revolve around the duo's investigation of the one potentially haunted grounds. Oh, okay. X Files serial. The series is being pitched as a straight-up horror series as opposed to a tongue-in-cheek approach. According to Entertainment Weekly, the plot is loosely based on the Bob Cramner book, The Demon of Brownsville Road. Uh, William Brent Bell, who wrote The Devil Inside, has signed on to write and direct. Every single one of us. Here's a synopsis for the concept. A chilling horror series about a military agent who has partnered with her ex-boyfriend, now a rogue demonologist, to help a family overcome a deadly demonic infestation of their home. Please tell and me Chris Co- Chris Carter is the creator of this. The season-long case investigates the true story of one of the most haunted houses in America, the believer versus non-believer duo by solving the mystery of the present will solve the mystery of their damaged past. All its co- at its core the series will explore the age-old question is evil real? Hello, I'm Blair Rakeskin, rogue demonologist, (laughs) and I am pleased to make your acquaintance. I'll have you know that Blair Rakeskin only stays in haunted houses. Ah. Is your house haunted? (laughs) Add that to the list. uh, May I I stay the night (laughs) in your haunted abode? For I, Blair Rakeskin, am desperate to encounter things of the macabre and occult. <laughs> I am a rogue demonologist. I do not abide by the strict demonology codes. <laughs> so binding and confining they are. I have set myself free. Nay, I shall not obey a single rule set before me. Rogue. A rogue demonologist. Forget it not. Blair Rickskin <laughs> takes direction from no demon or man. I will be staying in your home, whether it is haunted or not, for my rakish good looks and disregard for authority 
have allowed me to enter your abode already. I am sleeping here on this couch. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> this is where I, Blair Rinkskin, will slumber for the evening. Hopefully, a poltergeist or some other spook will make itself apparent. If not, Yonsville. Next but Blair Rinkskin is not so easily thwarted. Just make sure you keep a padlock on the fridge. Next week on an all-new episode of Blair Rakeskin, Rogue Deganologist. I have found <laughs> this mustard <laughs> is clearly haunted. The date, long <laughs> expired, <laughs> yet it remains in the refrigerator. How is this possible? It is a ghost mustard. <laughs> and... I do believe it to be European. <laughs> For, For you clearly to a French flag on the front. Oh my god. French's haunted mustard. I, Blair Rakeskin, shall open the mustard. I will dare. I will <laughs> dare it. I will look death in the face. Oh, it's the creakiest mustard I've ever opened. <laughs> that mustard is creaking so hard. There's, nothing, there's nothing in here. You gotta run it oh, some I, thought water. It, I thought nope. it was Andy dusting the dick. <laughs> ah, yes. A little bad mustard and some mold. <laughs> Wait, Blair, don't eat that pepper. It's a ghost pepper. What say you? <laughs> a habanero inhabited by a spirit? Haunted habanero. How can I not imbibe? <laughs> Give it to me. Blair Rakeskin takes the challenge. Hagulp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my innards do feel a flame. Clearly, this is an evil spirit. <laughs> the fires of hell burn in my throat. <laughs> Curse you, demon. Out! <laughs> Where Cast is your out, Blair? Where is your puketry? <laughs> I, Blair Rigskin, must empty my system of this wretched pepper. Andy, fetch, fetch the puketry. <laughs> ah, we don't have one enough to use a vomitorium. The puketry is a mobile vomitorium. Yeah, Andy, get on time. You're responsible. You the bucket? 24 Andy, hours later. Andy, you had one job. One job, Andy. Bring my puketry. <laughs> the, the bucket? Oh, he that tripped over suffice. it. <laughs> Not the fanciest puketry I've ever used, but it'll work. He comes in walking with the bucket on his foot. 24 hours it. later. <laughs> I don't think that that was a haunted pepper. No? No. Having done research to the scale of Kelvin, I have discovered it was merely a hot pepper. How many Schofields hot? Many Schofields. Oh, many. At least a Scully worth. Yes. A Scully. A Scully like Schofield? <laughs> Max Schofields. Wicked Gig! Oh, yeah! Oh, that's right. We're doing a podcast. Right. No, just keep going. Oh, and by the way, Fox, TM, don't even try to take you Blair You try Rick. to take Blair Rickskin. Good luck. Good it, does it give luck. the name of the character? Actually, please, because it's better than what you've got yeah, going yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna develop that. That's good. That was Blair a good Rake one. Skin, rogue demonologist. Dude. Yeah, 
I like this. That's precariously close to Cosmic Ray in my book, buddy. <laughs> oh, God. I just started yeah. watching a little bit of Sledgehammer. Oh, boy. No. I feel like it could be, he could be kind of like Sledgehammer. That's the old Sledgehammer from 20 years ago? Yeah. Okay. What? Like Paul's going to watch the new Sledgehammer? Right, right. Is there a new Sledgehammer? <laughs> no. No. That's Andy being... <laughs> Is it? That's like Dietrich Bader or somebody, right? Isn't it? No. That's uh, what's his name who does the thing with the stuff. Oh, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun show at the time. Does, does it hold up? Sledgehammer? No. But no. there's a resurgence. Well, part of the reason it doesn't hold up is there's a laugh track. Oh, okay. that's true, yeah. They were forced to sweeten it, and it just reads really dumb. <clears throat> the Godfather epic is the ultimate cut of Francis Ford Coppola's legendary films, The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two, edited together in chronological order. It also features additional footage not included in the theatrical cuts of the film. The length of the film clocks in at 424 minutes long, which is just over seven hours. There was a similar cut of the films like this that once aired in NBC in 1979, but it was censored, had commercials. Uh, there was also a shortened version released on VHS in 81, but the version that HBO has released is the best cut you are going to get. It comes uncensored with additional footage and, of course, no commercials. Uh, the Godfather epic premiered on HBO, but it is now available to watch on HBO Go through January 28th, if you want to watch that monstrosity of a film. Oh, uh, speaking of weird cuts, it just uh, reminded me that this weekend I saw the uh, X-Men Days of Future Past go uh, Rogue cut. Okay. With uh, Where they edited Rogue in. Uh, it was interesting. It it. it really didn't change the overall film. That's what kind of weirds me out about Yeah. I mean, it's... there. It, I'm trying to think how to say this without spoiling it for anybody that may still want to see it, but... Uh, um, that cut's no been out for a while, no and that movie's it. been out for a long yes. time. I think Spoiler. you're okay. Well, I mean, they, they, they seamlessly cut it in, so I didn't realize I was watching it at first, and then I was like, I don't remember this scene, because they're breaking into the mansion in the future. Okay. Anna Paquin? Anna Paquin, yeah. So they're breaking into, uh, you know, Xavier's school, the mansion, in the future time period. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I don't remember them breaking into the mansion. And it's because they, so I, I, I was watching it on the DVR, so I wound it back. And I was like, maybe I missed a line in here. And, and I did miss a single line that was in a, an alternate version of a scene that said that, that they'd been looking for Rogue for a while and they couldn't find her and... Xavier says, uh, or somebody says, oh, they've been hiding her at the mansion, the one place we wouldn't be able to detect her. And and then the, Xavier says, well, I think I may know a few ways of getting into that mansion. And so they okay. they go to the mansion, they find her. <laughs> well, this is, this is why. Jeff. Jeff. What? Good story. Shut up. <laughs> it's like an Andy story. Just comes on and on. I was and enjoying on. it. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Carry on, Jeff. The, the reason there. <laughs> this is this is the scene after when. Uh, Very would be proud when Wolverine goes 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 nuts when he's on the table and he cuts Kitty Pride and so she's like she's injured okay. and bleeding and she's having trouble holding him in the past. Right. So that's why they go get Rogue. Rogue takes her powers temporarily and then. Holds Rogue there, or holds Wolverine there, while they 
tend to Kitty Pryde. Well, at least so. I don't have to watch the road cut anymore. Hmm. It's yeah. There's really. I mean, there were, like I, I know, said, there really wasn't a whole lot to it. <laughs> no, it was actually quite a bit longer. <laughs> I'm condensing it for you. We're all Thank you. <laughs> Your country thanks you. Brevity, you know what? Next time, don't ask me wit. then. <laughs> if you don't want to know, then don't ask me. I wanted to know. I liked it. Good God, Andy. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris is in talks to star in Netflix adaptation of a series of unfortunate events. The children's book series, written by Daniel Handler, is currently in development at Netflix. Thirteen book series follows the story of orphan children Violet Klaus and Sonny Baldier, who wind up in the villainous hands of an evil man named Count Olaf, who is going after the family fortune. The book series has sold more than 60 million copies over the years and ranked up several awards and nominations before Netflix knocked the, locked the project in straight to series for 13 episodes. A film adaptation starring Jim Carrey was released in 2004. The film was directed by Brad, Brad Sil, Silberling, who will reportedly return to direct the pilot of the new series. Oh, wow. That was such an odd film. It just, it's an odd series of it's books. An odd se- it's a weird, yeah. Is it, have you, you've read the books then? I've read the first one. Uh, worthwhile? Yeah, but it's I mean it's dark and and nothing turns out good. I mean it is really unfortunate. Well, it's a series. Nothing so ever turns yeah. out good for the kids really. They survive at the end. That's There's about a lot it. of books. Yeah. Okay, cuz I'm You've read a few of them, haven't you? No, I haven't. I, I saw think the you're movie, the only one. But I dude, I have a major young adult uh, uh, prejudice Walk, so yeah. it, it's 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 tough what, what is your prejudice against uh, YA I, I, fiction I don't I don't know you know maybe I'm just I'm getting old but you know kids kid protagonists tend to annoy me because even in the even in the better YAs you need a lot of conventions that force the kids to protag while the adults stand around with their dicks in their hands doing nothing and it's just <clears throat> that that sort of thing tends to annoy me. Okay. Uh, and you know, and I mean, it's like nothing against kids. It's just like Except so many nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but anyway, so far I um, think you'd enjoy the Artemis Fowl books. Yeah, I, yeah, you tried. I know. I know. Well, I also don't like smart ass kids. So oh that. yeah, then no. There you go. Yeah, no. But I mean, it smart just us. it just yeah. See, I, if I have an issue with young adult fiction that I have encountered is that at some point there must be a love triangle. And that's <laughs> and I'm like, ah, here it is again. Is there more of those Miss Witch books? Miss 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 Witch? Miss Switch. I'm not Who's familiar. a witch? Uh-oh. I have no idea what you're talking about. An ABC special is an animated show. Is this a real show or did you dream this? It's a real show and they based it off of a book <laughs> called Miss Switch. And the whole thing was her she's a teacher. And her name was Miss Switch, but she was, of course, a witch. Cause that mi- much I gathered. Then, yeah, yeah that, <laughs> but guess what? What? The rest of the town didn't figure it out. Oh, shit. And, yeah, it was like kind of like, like double featured with Benicula. Is Rogue in it? Oh, okay. Really? It was made by that same, that same company. It's that same style of animation at CBS. Uh, so I love AB- some Benicula. ABC. It was an ABC. Yeah, Benicula was good. Miss Switch. I know what you're talking about. Miss uh, Switch. Yeah, the... Ad- <laughs> Tom oh, Miss Switch. the trouble oh, with shit. the Miss trouble Switch. with Miss Switch. I just Is had that to look called? it up. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It was uh, no ABC, I think. Yeah, Hold ABC. On. <laughs> ABC, these nuts. February sixteenth, nineteen eighty, to February twenty third, nineteen eighty. Was it? A, oh, was this a series? 
Or was it a mini series? It's a short lived cartoon series. There you go. Whoa! In the 80s. Mind blown. <clears throat> now, we've lost some very important people the last oh, couple of weeks. We have to oh, do this. Uh, wait, yeah. man, are we going to go through a whole goddamn episode no. of Glenn Fry? No, we're not. Because everybody knows the ones that everybody knows. I want to make sure this one guy doesn't get missed. Okay. Because this is Brad Fuller. He died from cancer. Oh. Uh, Brad was the director of audio for Atari Incorporated's composing music and sound effects. All right. So staying during the transition of Atari games, he became the director of engineering in 93, left in 96. Some games he did audio and music for include home versions of Superman, Donkey Kong, E.T., Robotron, as well as Coin Ops, some of the best music, Marble Madness, Clax, Stun, Stun Runner, Rolling Thunder, Thunder Jaws, Paper Boy, wow. Zybots, Blasteroids, and 720 Zybots. Degrees. 720. Wow. Marble Madness is haunting, and Paperboy is a major earworm. Yes. So, wow. So I want to make sure that he doesn't get missed in all these other names. What's his name again? His name is Brad Fuller. Dude, you there was will be a, missed. There was a, an editor, too, right, that you were telling me about earlier? Uh, this just Kay. happened, Kirsten. This this happened like we were at dinner. Oh, wow. That kid, Kirsten's gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll... I wow! Guess, I guess what? we won't think about him then. What? What? What about me? Oh, sure. Get on my ass for being gone. Whereas he's got what? Um, the theme from Miss Witch, maybe. Uh huh. It's, it's sad that, that I can figure of? this out. That was that was just that Saturday morning Anthology ABC series. cartoon. Oh, lead in. Once you see it, oh my god! Oh, I'm no. having such. Are you taking us down the internet path again? Oh. I'm having such it, the flashback. Oh, the song is making me flashback. Yeah, it's the weekend specials. Is it Rankin Bass animated. No, this is Miss Switch to the Rescue. Okay, that's kind of catchy, actually. It is. It's very nice. Ruby yeah. Spears Productions. Britney Spears Productions. Ruby Spears. It is, it's, that actually sounds mm, Ruby Spears. Yeah, it's very. Mm. I mean, that's. That's oddly close to Thundar's theme. Ah. You can kind of hear it. The same if Thunder same was a wacky company. comedy. Right. Yeah, I feel very Hanna-Barbera-ish right now. Mm. Oh, there especially. Actually, that sounds a little Herculoids. Yeah. So watch Miss Miss Switch. Well, it's hard to hard to do a show with that going on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Well, there's a minute of Miss Switch for you, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you. See, I was gone. That brought me back. Perfect. What'd you find? So, so what's the gentleman? The, the gentleman? The dead one. You weren't listening. Uh, the, the guy that Brad said Fuller? tonight. The what? You said tonight, the editor <laughs> or whatever. You were so gone. Oh, oh. We uh, were asking um, you this um, whole time. Oh, oh. Yes. <laughs> wow, yeah, I was gone. David <laughs> David G. Hartwell. Okay. Um, And I will uh, Google up his name so I don't really bollocks this up. He was a big figure in uh, science fiction writing for the very longest time i think he was an editor so uh american editor of science fiction and fantasy worked for signet berkeley putnam pocket he founded the time scrape imprint oh wow at, yeah uh, pocket and created uh the pocket book star trek publishing line and he was also wow. at tor books um, Talk about hitting all the big ones. Yeah, Tor Forge Books. He was the senior editor. Um, so he was. He was. A, I mean, he won numerous, uh, numerous awards. Um, 
for editing throughout his career and was a major a major figure in science fiction and fantasy writing and on twitter a lot of a lot of writers are just just uh just coming out with their grief it it was mm. like a sudden thing the the one note that uh, i've read so far is he had this sudden brain bleed whatever the hell that means and it was oh, like, sbb <laughs> Uh, case of know, SBB. You know, usually ah, sudden brain bleed. Yeah, um, usually Andy is the one who steps on a poignant moment. I, I've, already, I've already done that tonight, so oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, so, my, my duty is done. But yeah, I'd have to do that once. It was uh, very sad to hear. So, or well, wait a minute, they're not. Or even, was that his final words? Or oh, or oh, SBB. Wow. Splurge. Wow. wow. Somebody edit this SBB. I don't Splurge. actually. You know what? Splurge. It's not saying that he's dead yet. It's right now. I mean, people were talking about. <laughs> I'm that feeling he's better. <laughs> oh god! I just got a little SBB. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're you're dead. Don't let me die from SBB. <laughs> don't mm. let me die. Although this brain bleeding is more than I can deal with. Ooh. Okay. Seems like it's just a little. He actually has passed. Oh, <laughs> good job! It was, it was Schrodinger's cat a little bit there. Yeah, <laughs> Schrodinger's he is both alive and dead at the same time. <laughs> it's science fiction and fantasy. A film adaptation of the teen horror books "Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark." Has Love been those in, fucking books. It has been in the works for a while, and Guillermo del Toro is a, reportedly attached to direct the film now. I think mm. everything should be covered in gold. <laughs> there should be like a monster with a no-eyes face, <laughs> and then there should be also a, another monster with a, a brain that is out of his head bleeding. And he like, you look at that monster, you go, that monster got the SBB. Have <laughs> uh, a, a guy with like a, a napkin face. Uh, have one guy who's like a napkin face, and, and someone is eating. Regular napkin like, or sanitary? No, no, regular napkin. Not okay. a lady napkin. Okay. And a man, he say, he say, he say, oh, I'm so, I, I had my dinner, and I looked at the napkin face, and be like, I need to use your face for a napkin. And that's what would happen. And then it's, it's scary because, whoa, there's nothing under there. The, the face was all on the napkin. Is that one of those ham-faced dogs, too? What about a ham-faced dog? <laughs> ham-faced dogs. A dog with a ham-faced ham face. dog? Yes. And ham. Ham. Ham-faced ham. dog. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's even God damn it. it in another way. That's great. <laughs> he said Are you not hand. here to help us? He Are you not here to fuck said us up? Hand. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> fucking wallet, son. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, that would be the great antic because Andy could be Voha's murder sidekick solver. <laughs> <laughs> and he could always be, he, Andy would see a great clue. And he'd be like, And Boha would be all like, so God damn it, Andy. Yeah. Smack Andy's it. who you want on fucking million dollar pyramid. So so he's he would be his Dr. Watson to Paul's. What's this? <laughs> Fuck you. Dick Clark, get over here. Get this fucking monster out of here. Wait, wait, wait. I think Necropsy would be a good villain for that show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Necropsy is probably cousins to, uh, to Blair uh, oh. Rakeskin. Blair Rakeskin. <laughs> <laughs> Rogue, don't sound Steven that Hunter. dissimilar. 
rogue uh, demonologist. Yeah. So, scary stories to tell in the dark adaptation of Alvin Schwartz's scary trilogy. Uh, John August, who wrote Big Fish and Dark Shadows, uh, reportedly wrote the script. The book series includes several different stories, many taken from folklore and typically told with a revenge spin. The book series is one of the most challenged series of books from 1990 to 1999 and seventh most challenged from 2000-2009, according to the American Library Association. Yes, those books are great. The, the art is amazing. Who's got my toe? Who's got my toe? Oh, you have it. You got it. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, shivers through your spine. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> Hungry family ate a toe. Yeah. That Ooh. was the best. That one was by Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo. <laughs> yes, it was. They yeah. had five authors. Oh. <laughs> you knuckleheads, I'm writing a book here. Yeah, what are you writing about? I'm writing about a toe. <laughs> uh, that doesn't sound very appealing. You, what would you know about it, numbskull? Yeah, let me read it. Who's got my toe? You got it. Oh. Yeah, you asshole, you spoiled it. <laughs> hey, Mo, what's wrong with your head? I got BBS. <laughs> SBB. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Murder salt. Oh god damn it, Andy. <laughs> it's gone to his brain already. He's calling it BBS. It's SBB. Oh, you're die. <laughs> Nobody here can do a, do, do a good Larry, huh? Damn. <laughs> I was doing a Larry. There was a Larry in it there? It wasn't a good Larry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Stan Lee hey, or something. My, my Larry's fine. <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> Nobody got that. <laughs> Your Larry's fine. Nobody <laughs> fine. One person got it. Larry is fine. I got His name it. is Larry <laughs> Fine. His fucking name is Larry Fine. God he damn it. Was not, he was the only non Howard. Paging Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, Aside from, Dr. I guess, Howard. Curly Joe, the true bastard of oh. all of them. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> fucking like Shep, but... Shep, Curly... Shep is at least a Howard. The yeah, other, yeah. The other three replacements the are, uh, are, are, are uh, yeah, for out of the family. Yeah. Curly Joe. Curly Joe. Curly Joe. Yeah, it was awful. Oh! He's the one who tried to soften it up and make it less violent. Is that... Is that was that his, that was his yeah. plan? Is he the one that was in the Seven Dwarfs movie? Was that hip? That the he's the one who was on the TV stuff when they were actually doing black and white TV. Okay, he was all the suck because I remember the Three Stooges beat the Seven Dwarfs movie. Not good. Maybe I'll tell you. I think that was him. The 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 Bionic Stooges. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll be back. He's right. There was a cartoon. There was a cartoon. Cartoon. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that's news to me. Yep. Bionic Stooges. It was, a, it was a Hanna-Barbera thing, if doing? I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was a regular suit as it met Batman, though, or met... Uh, no, the... Uh, what? A Hanna- no, it was... Uh, <laughs> they were on Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. That's it, Scooby-Doo. A Thank Hanna-Barbera you. thing. Yeah, you never saw them at King's Island. They must have really taken off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bionic Stooges. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. When did you come... When did you guys come to uh, America? <laughs> were you in Vegas when they had the uh, MGM theme park? Yes. Well, I, I visited Vegas. I wasn't living here did, at the time. Did you see the Tumbleweeds walk around characters? I don't believe so. Tumbleweeds is this weird Western humor comic strip where the characters are 70% head, and they had walk-around characters like that. Okay. Of those characters. Sure, because why not? giant walking heads walking around the theme park. It was bizarre. 
that whole age of Vegas was yeah, wonderfully was. bizarre. Yes, it was. The family friendly. Everybody's got an amusement park or a giant arcade. Mm-hmm. That was the time to come when you're a kid. Yeah. I stand corrected. It wasn't the Bionic Stooges. It was the Robonic Stooges. Of course. Robonic why wouldn't Stooges, it be? you're right. No wonder I couldn't find it. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, no, I'm not doing another theme song. That's oh. the thing ever. <laughs> it's been almost dog. eight years since J.J. Abrams' disaster flick Cloverfield opened. And now it's sequel time. Abrams' bad robot has been working on 10 Cloverfield Lane. The story looks to be a very different spin on the original film, which tracked a group of friends as they tried to survive a monstrous attack on a city. Uh, Lane revolves around a young woman who wakes up in a bunker and is being kept there by a stranger who tells her the world has ended. Uh-oh. Abrams was involved in producing Capacity. The <laughs> Worst film, first was, date ever. The film was directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who did Portal No Escape. It's set to open in less than two months. It was just announced on March 11th. The film stars John Goodman as the man and Elizabeth Winstead as the young woman. So Wow, talk about right. keeping that under wraps. No, I had no wow. idea. Well, they filmed it in a bunker. Got wow. a uh, trailer here God damn for it. it. <laughs> 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 I got to do this on Plugger's mic. Come on, look at it. You got the control in front of you. Wow, this is Clover Lane? Yeah. Yeah, this is it right here. Clover. That's all they do all day is watch the show. You ever seen Robonic Stooges? Yes. Yes. No. It's pretty bad. God damn it. It sounds pretty Torgo. bad. It's we horrible. lied. We lied, Torgo, for you. <laughs> but it's awesome. It didn't mean I wanted an answer. <laughs> Netflix and Channel 4 are getting together to bring a six-part series to the streaming service that takes place half in the real world and half inside virtual reality. And Gadget Report. New idea, everyone. Totally original idea. The show is called Kiss Me First. It's currently slated for production after its run on British television. It will come to Netflix for an American debut. Here's a brief synopsis of the show. It follows Leela, a 17-year-old girl who quickly becomes addicted to Agora. I assume that's the game. And meets Tess, a confident party girl who also harbors a dark secret. Uh, the pair becomes friends in the real world, but Tess soon disappears, leaving Leela to assume her identity in Agora to find out what happened. Uh, the show will have be half live action, half, quote, cutting edge CGI, according to the network. Uh, the series is being written by Brian Isley, who wrote the British teen drama Skins. Uh, Skins is a good show. So mm-hmm. that, that's some good pedigree as far as I'm concerned. It's not terribly original, but it could be interesting. Sure. Yeah. Six part Netflix, British first. I'm I'm, I'm kind of down I'm on board when Netflix gets behind something. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. really what's what's been their failing so far? That's uh, that horror series, quote, psychosexual horror series. Oh, uh, not Cloverfield's in my head, but something similar to that. Ghost Wiener? Yeah, Ghost Wiener. Ghost Wiener was a miss oh, entirely. God, I, know which, I know and which one you're talking about. You know about. what? Ghost Wiener would have been a great pro, uh, antagonist to Blair Rakeskin. Yes. If, if mm. they had just done it right. Yep. Ghost Wiener would have been the ultimate nemesis. I do not believe in Ghost Wieners. I have never encountered one. They cannot be real. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> What is inside of me? <laughs> Did you eat another pepper? 
One ghosty wiener has. I think Jeff's trying to make himself puke. What the heck are you? <laughs> Got his finger shoved way down his throat. Or he's simulating ghost wiener. <laughs> it leapt from my ass into Jeff's mouth. He's trying to fish it out. Don't fight it, Jeff. <laughs> That's the trouble with ghost wieners. Let it come. They are stronger if you fight them. This sounds like a, a job for Vagitech. Uh, I, I was waiting for that. Indeed. Where is Vagitech when you need her? I'm just imagining the warning, you know, PG-13, violence, mature themes, simulated ghost wiener. <laughs> PG-13. No hey, PGA thirteen uh, from from Andy's rating system. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why Pre- not PG thirteen? They can handle it. That's that's the answer. Are you Whoa. okay, Paul? We, Paul has <laughs> sucked himself deep into his hoodie. Andy, Andy <laughs> shows his hoodie. Andy shows snuff deep films. in the hoodie. He shows snuff films at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> he has no fucking qualms. <laughs> that's great. The it's way is simulated ghost. We're not real ghost winner. The, the, the way his hood is, he looks like he's running real fast in the chair. <laughs> or falling real fast. <laughs> or he's joined the clan. A really weird version. It's like the Cthulhu clan. The Ku Cthulhu clan. Oh, wallet. Yeah, good. Wallet. Oh, come on. You try to say that one. Ku Klux Cthulhu? No, Ku Cthulhu clan. Ku Cthulhu clan. Ku Cthulhu Yeah, but I've worked it up now. I've worked through the difficult Thanks for taking the hit, Andy. I am the Elder God. Cuckoo Cthulhu. We are the Elder Gods. Oh, God. I am the unnamed Cthulhu. Wait a minute. Just name yourself. If you're unnamed, you got a name now. I don't. No, I didn't name myself. I said my buddy's name. Oh, that's your crap. They got power over me. Be gone, foul beast! There you it's more like Ash from the Third the Never Horror. Blair, save us! Klaatu, I shall Barata. do what I can. I have a small vial of holy unction. <laughs> that looks like hot dog water. <laughs> this holy unction it smells like it too. One of my Retrieved. favorite Dio songs. <laughs> Retrieved holy unction <laughs> from from Saint Guinevere. She cooked Whoa. hot dogs? No. No. Tis a vial of her spit. Oh, thank God, spit. A vial? <laughs> Pretty vile spit. It is vile. <laughs> it has been... Vile, vile. Fermenting for years. Generations, even. <laughs> it's an interesting color you've found. Yes. She must have been eating something green. <laughs> what an incredible smell you've discovered. Darren That's er- the oh ghost boy. wiener. <laughs> <laughs> it's creeping under your nose. <laughs> and that too smells like hot dogs. Yeah. Well, it'll, it smells like my butt in Jeff's throat now. Because <laughs> that's what it went. Oh. Ghost balls on Andy's chin. Now it's going right up your nose, Andy. <laughs> 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 he loved it. <laughs> he fucking loved it. Oh. 
Oh, guess what? You're married to that ghost wiener now. <laughs> that's, that's how it's done. I pronounce you sure. man and ghost wiener. No, I knew it. First, first gay marriage, then they can marry dogs, and now you can marry ghost wieners. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you better, go, you better go carry it over to the threshold. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be rude to your ghost wiener bride. Jump the broom. Jump the broom. <laughs> Darren Aronofsky is developing a new the series. The ridiculousness of wedding traditions for the marriage of a ghost wiener. Who shoves cake in whose face? Well, it goes up Andy's nose. A face? It goes up Andy's nose. He and, shoves it up his nose. And Blair's butt. Whose? <laughs> Blair Raven. Rickin fucking. Raven. Raven. <laughs> <laughs> Wallet. <laughs> I forgot his character's name. Blair Raven, Raven. Raven Rickin <laughs> didn't, didn't you write it down? I did. It's in front of me. <laughs> you still forgot it? He's a journalist. As soon as he's written it down, it's he's gone. forgotten it. <laughs> I have to make room for the next thing after write. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Aronofsky is developing a new series for the National Geographic Channel. This will be an event series called One Strange Rock. The project is poised to film for It's about crack. <laughs> <laughs> It's Spoilers. To, it's supposed to film for 100 weeks around the world and in outer space. Yeah. Outer using space. micro and macro photography technology uh-huh. and bringing cameras where they've never been before. Andy's nose. Real small. He added, one strange rock explores how intricate, interwoven, and fragile life as we know it on Earth and how rare it might be in the universe. The more we appreciate how awe-inspiring the development of life is on this planet, the more likely we're to become inspired stewards of the home that sustains it. I'm oh, well. yes. That's a happy thought, but I don't fucking think so. <laughs> yeah. Always this, with the negative waves, is, Moriarty. Always with the negative waves. What? Negative waves. <laughs> can you smell the earth burning? Because I fucking can. <laughs> Ooh. That's a book title of something. Mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the new the new title by Paul Mattingly. <laughs> Can you, you smell, smell the earth burning? <laughs> Big show. Get on it. My, no, it's can you smell the earth burning? Because I can. <laughs> that's, that's your full title. My environmental. Get base. on it, Professor Biggs. Uh, speaking of burning earth, think uh, Mamra might be uh, willing to join us? What? Sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Did Jeff, let's oh, run. Oh, man. Jeff, you, you know where to go. I was not expecting to do this. Can I, I have that ghost leader back <laughs> under my nose? So yeah, put the ghost leader in your nose quick. <laughs> put the ghost leader in your nose. Trust me, it's better. Uh, yeah, yeah. Much Better. Yeah, trust us, Andy. <laughs> All right. That's your throat. What are you doing? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Andy got the wrong place for the ghost wing. <clears throat> oh, here they come. Here they come. Oh, 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 oh. I can Mamra! taste it. Great to see you. Greetings. Uh, Jeff, appreciate you going down there for that. Uh, we got questions. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, they've been kind of building up, so. It is likely I can answer them. Good, good, good. I will try. Excellent. Uh, first one's kind of a long one. All right, so you're going to have to bear with me on this. Mine is also kind of a long one. <laughs> what in God's name is that? Yeah, it's like one of those dog toys. Vulterman! <laughs> Fuck you, Vulterman. <laughs> All right, this uh, first question is from Scott. Here we go. Dig in. On a recent interview with Howard Stern, famed comic Jerry Seinfeld postulated that there are two kinds of comedians. Bubba Booey. The Bubba Booey, Bubba Booey. 
Howard Stern's ball, Baba Booey. I've done that a few times. Yeah, I can tell you've yeah, done that. Yeah, mm. called up a few. You got excited. I called up. Uh, yeah. The, one of those shows. <laughs> <laughs> one of those Stern shows. No. Oh. Just. I called the news program. Ah. And gave 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 them the old Baba Booey. Yeah, just gave Howard C-SPAN Stern's, the what for? Howard Stern's balls. Take that with the channel. <laughs> I heard him make. I heard him make Art Bell swear one time. Oh, yeah. Well, he was pissed. That's impressive, actually. Yeah. All right. The, the the are two kinds of comedians: the diligent distiller type, such as George Carlin, obsessive, obsessively writing and rewriting out of his jokes word by word, or Seinfeld himself, carefully structuring jokes, crafting them like a fine artesian does with raw wood, turning it into beautiful furniture. This type tends to look outwards toward society. They're a normal person trying to make sense of a crazy world. They observe society's rules from a critical distance, asking us as a result why those rules are there in the first place. Right, that's the first type. Then there is the diarrhea shotgun second type. The stream of consciousness, throw everything on the wall, see what sticks comedians such as Robin Williams or Tracy Morgan. This type tends to be uh, consistent, consistently turned inward, verbally downloading whatever thoughts his inner five-year seems to find, five-year-old seems to find humorous at the time. They're the grown-up child that was ignored by other children and adults and now just shouts out obscenities and non sequiturs to garner attention they didn't get as children. The prototypical, look at me, look at me, theater-type personality, not really engaging us in any kind of thought or introspection. But instead of just button-mashing at our lowest common denominator, shared experiences from toilet training to see what gets a laugh, see Andrew Dice Clay. Seinfeld further suggests that in his experience coming up as comedian, first type seems to stumble at first, but due to their diligent workmanlike nature, crafts and recrafts their material until success is achieved. Then, he then remarked that with the second type, unless they achieve success immediately, they never really evolve into a successful comedian, and even when they do, the stream of consciousness well eventually runs dry, and their inability to craft material coupled with the now useless rote memorizations of those who do and those who can't teach improvisational techniques over time greatly lessens their sell-by date. Robin Williams Christ, being, I feel like I'm at Robin a Williams being the exceptional outlier to this rule. He stipulates that neither type is surefire road to success, but in his experience, the diligent comedian is the tortoise in Aesop's fable, the tortoise and the hare. So my question to you is this. <laughs> See what I mean? How do I talk my girlfriend into putting her finger up my ass while she blows me? Hmm. If you have to talk her into it, you need a new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Drop mic. Yep, there it is. <laughs> Next question from Sodpen. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite... A woman's finger God. should be creeping for your anus by the second date. Ah. Whether, second date, not whether, third? Whether you're in bed no. or not. No matter what, anywhere you are. No. Okay. I want in that bunghole. <laughs> so it's like fifth base? Fifth base? <laughs> for me, that's home plate. Because that's where the gravy comes. <laughs> <laughs> I call it the home buffet. So th th this is my question then. Uh, what is your your perfect idea for a third date? A third date? Yes, third date. Two fingers. 
right. Assad Penn's question. Mm. What's your favorite euphemism for masturbation? Taking Marmot for a long walk. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, this one from uh, Sean Darty. Flicking it at the pit of ultimate evil. <laughs> ah, yeah. that's, that's, that's not, not peering into the pit of ultimate evil. What's oh. your 37th favorite one? Changing my bandages. <laughs> uh, Sean asks, uh, Mr. Ra. Weighing anchor uh, on the ship of dreams. <laughs> Ooh, <that's> beautiful, actually. <laughs> Mumra's beautiful euphemisms for masturbation. Uh, but I think that one involves three of your own fingers. That's <laughs> a fifth date kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Tending to the garden of my heart. Wow, oh, wow that's like love poetry. Oh, now I'm sad. Tear to our eyes here. Yeah, really. Not to my eyes. But <laughs> <laughs> well, one eye. Dusty tears of love. <laughs> I know that, Andy. That's yours. Oh. <laughs> Wait. Mummers are less dusty than mine? <laughs> yeah, dust. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Andy, blowing dust. How is this being blown? <laughs> A facial from Andy is almost like that old makeup skit. <laughs> Here like- it comes. <laughs> It's like standing in front of a hairdryer. Yeah. No, the, 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 the soupy sales. Makeup. The soupy sales. Oh, man. Is that going to be. That day was going so well, and then Andy's just soupy sailed all over her face. <laughs> so, does that mean Andy's new line is it'll be easier if you just dust my crotch? <laughs> It'll be like, dust your crops? What? Nothing dust warms a young lady dinghy. than bringing up soupy sales. <laughs> Mr. Ra. What is... Uh, sorry? Call me Mumra. Okay. My father is Mr. Ra. Okay, okay. Jeez. Uh, I'm not that old. I mean, I am ever living, but come on. Is your mother mystery? You leave my mother out of this, <laughs> you son of a bitch. You want to keep those fucking eyes where they are? You ever want to come out of that door again? What? Uh-oh. Is that a threat? Oh, Holy you know, shit. You know oh, I've been fucking space time, right? <laughs> Go for it. Oh, oh god damn shit. it. God damn it, you're dead. You're fucking dead. You're gonna fucking take dead. Jeff for a long walk. Jeff, Jeff. Dead. Agent, Agent Spirits of Evil, bring it on. Oh, Jeff. boy. <laughs> wow. Don't antagonize him. I'm next in line for door duty. Here's my suggestion. Here's my suggestion for you for the next rest of your life. Stay away from mirrors. Because anytime you're near one, I can fucking get you. You got that? Wait a minute, isn't that... Uh... Mears. All right. What? Say something. Do it. The smacking of Make my gummy fucking bears. dreams. <laughs> I believe he thinks it's a Skeletor gimmick. Mm, okay. A lot of interdimensional demons can use mirrors. Okay. But I'm good at it. Well, we'll just call Blair Rakeskin. Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. He's a hack. A <laughs> total hack. Loser. You remember the name. Uh, I'll just read what he wrote. Mr. Ra, uh, what is Mahmut's favorite music for nap time? I, I wonder which way he means that. Yeah, really. <laughs> I sing him to sleep. It's now, a song that, a, that I wrote. Is that a euphemism? It's called Mahmut fucking go to sleep. <laughs> 
Uh, could you give us a little? You're pretty angry right now. Oh, well, you just have to... fucking go to sleep. Fucking go to sleep. I can't go to sleep until you go to sleep. My butt. Fucking go to sleep. My butt. Fucking go to sleep. My butt. Fucking go to sleep. I can't go to sleep till you go to sleep. Fucking go to sleep. I can't go to sleep till you go to sleep. My butt. Fucking go to sleep. I can't go to sleep till you go to sleep. Fucking go to sleep. My butt. That's a very cradle of filth feel to it. I, I was gonna say I, I thought Pantera covered that. I'm surprised he doesn't me off. sing Thundercats are crazy. Uh, next question from Cthulhu Collector. Which candidate do you support in the next U.S. presidential election? Throwing everything behind Ben Carson. Ben Carson? Yeah. Why, why Ben? We why? Enlighten. Enlighten. <laughs> He's one of us. Oh. Ancient spirit of evil? Yeah. Oh. That explains how he knows about the pyramids. Exactly. But why so sleepy? Why is he so sleepy? Yeah. Because that's not his normal form. Oh, it takes energy. Right. Ah, that all makes sense now. Mm, and really he's throwing cool. everyone off of the trail of pyramids <laughs> by saying they were grain stations. <laughs> grain stations. Ah. <laughs> now it makes sense. Yes. Oh, pay no attention to the ancient temple of doom. <laughs> it's for grain. Grain. No, that's not what it is about. I actually kind of like Carson a little better knowing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about. Well, yeah. he, he's throwing everyone off the scent. Yeah. That is his job. So should he become president, what do you think the first thing he'll do? Build a pyramid. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what if he tries to store grain in it? He won't store grain. <laughs> he may store virgins, but uh, not grain. Ooh. Is that, do you have a lot of virgins in your pyramid? One. One. Marmot? Me. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. No wonder the poetry's so sweet. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go tend to my god. <laughs> no, no wonder he spends so much time uh, polishing the heavily bandaged porpoise. <laughs> Gross. That, that just makes it sound gross. It's not a fish. Uh, next question from Ann I do Cal. mean it when I do it, though. Yeah? I do it on porpoise. Hey, I never masturbated accidentally. Hey. You're lucky. Poor Andy. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. Put the one above me. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you've never ridden in a go-kart. <laughs> a go-kart makes you do it? Well, accidentally masturbate, The yeah. belt? Is it the belt apparatus? The vibration, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Good I vibration. I think you have, you have a vagina. I do. Sounds like you have a clitoris. I do. Really nice. A big floppy dick clitters. What the fuck is going on? A very special episode. Yeah. Little Mumra. Mumra and Torgo's Dickerus. The little Mumra on the boat. Ancow asks Having been around for so long, have you read any interesting comics? Marmaduke. Marmaduke. Mm-hmm. 
Why it is it, in my favor. What appeals to you about Marvel? It is evil. Oh, is it? There's nothing funny about it. <laughs> Which what? is more evil? Like, oh, Mar- look, a big dog did something terrible. <laughs> That's it. One panel. One panel. Marmaduke, I told you not to get on the couch. It's not fucking funny in the least. Which is more evil, Marmaduke or Family Circus? Marmaduke. Okay. It's close, though. Marmaduke did a crossover with Family Circus. Oh, yeah? He is not me. Oh. Mm. That's the secret of Marmaduke. He's not me. Shapeshifter. Mm Mm-hmm. Last question from Robear Bilzerdu. I've recently quit my job. Go get it back. This economy's about to implode. Do what you must. Suck dick on the corner. Suck Andy's dick. Anything. No, don't suck Andy's dick. <laughs> It'll be the last dick you suck. <laughs> Makeup. <laughs> I've recently quit my job and I'm considering going back to school. I'm finding it difficult to find a degree plan that interests me and will also provide me with career opportunities. How do you suggest someone balance their interests with the need to pay bills? <laughs> Well, what are your interests, asshole? Way to stay vague, Veggie Vegerton. <laughs> How do I do what I want? I don't fucking know what you want. This is the problem with the Thundercats. They don't know what they want? No. What do you think their goal is? That is a good question. Right? I don't know what the Thundercats want. They don't want anything. They want to help the Burbles. Sure. Or they want to go... I would say live in peace, but they're always test. fighting. They want to go test Lionel. And to make sure he's a worthy leader. He's not, by the way. P.S. No. Not much I gathered from what you told me. Thundercat's insane. Did you say Thundercat's insane? Yeah. Yeah. Lionel. Mumra's album. Lionel ah. said it best. And I think you should follow his advice. What's that? If you're out of a job, just be a Thundercats hoe. <laughs> Find yourself a sugar kitty. Sugar pussy. Yep. Live off that sugar kitty. Well, That's how I did it. Now? Two decades. Two decades of sugar kitty for you. And that got well, you. Not, a, not a Thundercat. Right. Oh, no, no. no but Wouldn't a, expect a, it. An older gentleman. Okay. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Is name that was, what funded the pyramid? His name was Richard. He was a, he was a dear man. Huh. He gave me a lot of nice things. Aggressive. Mm-hmm. What, what, was, what was the sweetest thing he gave you? One day, Richard and I were coming back from the park. and Now, we never fucked. Oh. <laughs> you, you, right, because you're a virgin. We understand right. that. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. I just want to make sure that's understood. Richard, he said, he said, Robbie's. He called me Robbie's. He said, Robbie's, I want to give you something. And he opened up his vest and he pulled out a small ring box. Inside was a tooth. Oh. Mm. Whose tooth? One of his, one of Richard's teeth. He was old and they were falling out. And I thought, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. You only get so many of those. Hmm? You only get so many of those. Right. He gave me one. And And I said... I told him, I said, that's the nicest thing anyone has ever done for Mumra. <laughs> Whatever he happened said, to Richard? He said, Robbie. Oh, I ate him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I ate him. 
I thought you were a virgin. Oh, I didn't eat that part. <laughs> oh, okay. that, that part goes into the, the pit of ultimate evil. Hey, oh, that's still in the mantle. For Is the that a euphemism? <laughs> no, from what I understand, after I discarded it in the pit of ultimate evil, it became a ghost dick. Oh, that explains a lot, mm. right? There you go. Andy thought it smelled familiar. Oh, did you get it up the nose? <laughs> it smelled like Ben Gay. <laughs> you got Richard up the nose. Dick nose. <laughs> Dick nose. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Who knows? Dick nose. Dick nose. He used to know till I ate him. <laughs> well, Mamra, thank you for joining us today. Fuck you. Thank you. Go to hell. Mamra. Go right to hell. Expecting it. Mumbra is salty today, man. Yeah, I'm fucking I, I Jeff, watch your fucking back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mumbra, watch out for that first step. Who did? What are you doing? You fuck. That's where my bones knit. You are a dead man. And the door's locked. Wow, Jeff, that was ballsy. Yeah, really, Real man. ballsy. You better strap a GoPro to your butt. Uh, he'll forget all about it by the next time we let him out. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, what's, what's, yeah, that's great. Is that what's going to happen to Jeff? <laughs> I think so. Ah, <laughs> uh, dog toys. <laughs> I'm Whoa. glad somebody explained it, really. God, we're getting so many euphemisms today. <laughs> What's your euphemism? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. Mumra. Duh. Hey, Joe. Commander K. Jack Jack Dandy. Maple Leaf Matt. We'll talk to you next week in Geek. Whew. Seriously, send us your euphemisms. That'd be a great yeah, episode. I'd like send to. us your euphemisms. My favorite? Yeah. <clears throat> there was a... Oh, shit. <laughs> to look it up. Oh. Jeff, you have to look it up. What's that? <laughs> it's uh, a... <laughs> Look up his favorite look, euphemism, Look up my Jeff. favorite one. <laughs> it's a... Uh, Metaphor? It's a uh, David Letterman top ten list of phrases that sound dirty but aren't. Oh, I remember that one. And my yep. favorite one on there was uh, shaking hands with Mr. Lincoln. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That was my favorite one. That right. is a good one. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to go shake hands with Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> what? <laughs> York... I like shooting putty to the moon. Shooting putty to the moon. <laughs> yeah, right. That's I, a that's a George Carlin. Mm, okay. I was gonna say that. Then that that that's legit. That's <laughs> filthy. <laughs> that's right. Filthy. And once again, condolences to Catherine Kr- Kramer. Sorry. She's uh, the uh, a science fiction author who was uh, David Hartwell's wife. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. And if anybody with the SBBs. Oh, the guy. you know, I was trying to recover <laughs> from that. Oh, yeah. you know better. Man. You know yeah. better. And if anybody's in town Sunday, we're having the Glenefit for my friend that got stabbed in the brain. <laughs> He's got an S? Oh, I can't even do it. Never mind. The hits keep s- coming, folks. <laughs> you get a friend that got stabbed Listen in the brain. Listen to ICS and, and Geek in the Shot brain. for all your happiness. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>